you it's that love it's an unconditional love that just helps you through anything um along with just having that hope because everybody else in the world they go through life and they're just like what's the point you know they don't really have anything to look forward to yes they have like small term goals like get a house or get a successful family or a successful job but what what else what after that there's not really much to look forward to whereas us we have heaven we have the place with god in it we have the place with no more crying no more tears no more pain and that's just like a giant hope and it's just like well i guess i could do it i'll be there one day Welcome back, everybody, to the Light It Up podcast. I am your host, Wyatt Taylor. Today with us, we have Rafael Alvarez. What's up, y'all? And our guest, Kyrie Bailey. How are you? So today, or actually we met, uh, or by way of introduction, before we get started, I met Kyrie at boot camp, actually, and Rafael got to know him very well uh, as they were both members of the 3rd Platoon. Both Platoon, but eh. Um. <laughs> hey, stop painting, bro. We had ice cold gold. Ice cold gold. Nah. Oh, nah, I forgot about that, bro. Today we're going to be delving into why should I get saved. This is going to be a great one. So, when discussing with Kyrie what he wanted to talk about, he mentioned he had a friend that asked him, "Why should I get saved when Christians live in the same world and do the same things and kind of live?" In the same universe as we do so and he elaborated on this and he was saying uh, tribulations you know things we go through as christians and and then lastly uh, your testimony so we're going to be kind of going through why should i get saved what is the purpose of christianity um we're going to be going through why christians go through tribulations and then lastly to top it off we are going to be talking about the power of your testimony what you can do by just simply living for God. But before we get into that, we're going to have Kyrie give a very quick testimony of what God has done. Um, all right. So I got saved um, in boot camp of 2019. Um, I always thought since my parents were saved and, you know, it's kind of like the same church kid thing that I was fine that I had so many whatnot relatives that were saved. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just chilling. I'd play the church game. I'd go to church, get raise my hands when I needed to, attend the altar. But then whenever I was at school, I'd be being a little hoodlum. Um, but whenever I went to boot camp, it was Pastor Ruby, and he was preaching and talking about the that double lifestyle and how the God will, if you're lukewarm, he will chew you up and spit you out. It'll be hot or cold. And he also went on about how all your family that is saved, once you're gone, are you going to be able to see him again? 
And so that, that hit me really hard. And I was like, I really do not want to be separated from my family. And then it finally got saved at boot camp, which if any of, any of y'all guys have the opportunity to go to boot camp, I would highly encourage it. It is very, very good. Do it. <laughs> it's a very, it. very good spiritual aspect to it that Amen. just opens your eyes to things that you haven't seen before. And that's my little testimony. Yeah. Um, Pastor Ruby, man, that Monday night sermon. And uh, uh, this is a Texas boot camp. So for all my San Antonio peeps, you all know that that sorry it's actually tuesday night uh, that tuesday night sermon hits everybody so hard man Jeez, 2021 so. dude he always just brings the house down dude everybody's convicted 2021 unmasked was crazy that was crazy oh man yeah and then he talks about the mud pit what it represents yeah so anyway um incredible testimony um it's awesome. Um, if you ever get the chance to go, please go to boot camp. Do it. No matter what anybody tells you, just at least go one year. See how you like it. It's it's worth it. Even if you don't like it, it's worth it. Very <laughs> especially much so. after, especially with the building connections and everything that happens afterwards like this. I mean, half the guys we have on this podcast, and we've mentioned this a few times, half the people we have on this podcast are all from boot camp or conference, you know. Or the Ubersion Bible app. So, you know, there you I was go. Like, oh, the Bible. <laughs> so, first, to kick us off, we're going to be talking about why should I get saved? So, what is Christianity? What is the purpose of serving God, committing myself to Him? What is the purpose of all of that? And we're all going to be talking and bouncing ideas off each other. But to start us off, Kyrie is going to start us off. Okay. So, um, why already. Uh explained how well, my friends asked me um why should i get saved and i that stumped me for like two or three days and i was just sitting there praying and reading, just wondering so why why do we get saved and one of the things i've that one of my revelations is that we still go through the world the same as everybody else we still have tribulations, we still have troubles, and we still have to go out and still live like everyone else. But when we have our when we give our life to God and have God in our lives, we have a hope and we have something, somebody to help us through. Whereas everybody else in the world, they don't really have anybody to look to. They don't really when they're in their lowest points, you can't really trust other people, but God is always that one person that will always be there to help you and pull you through whatever tribulation it is. And it's just, you, it's that love. It's an unconditional love that just helps you through anything. Um, along with just having that hope because everybody else in the world, they go through life and they're just like, what's the point? You know, they don't really have anything to look forward to. Yes, they have like small term goals, like get a house or get a successful family or a successful job. But what? What else? What after that? There's not really much to look forward to. Whereas us, we have heaven. We have the place with God in it. We have the place with no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. 
And that's just like a giant hope. And it's just like, well, I guess I could do it. I'll be there one day. And that's just why, yeah, well, and, why my revelation. Right. And um, one scripture, you know, that I always reference when it comes to the goodness of God, it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 31. Just another reminder because it says those who wait on the Lord, those who are faithful to God, those who serve him, those are the ones that are going to renew their strength, fly on wings like walk and not grow faint. Those are the ones that are going to get that, you know, and there are countless scriptures on God's unconditional love. And, uh, you know, with all of that, all of those resources, we tend to be like, yeah, I mean, Jesus loves us. God loves us. You know, Jesus died for us. Woohoo! You know, but we and as we tend to kind of brush this over, um, I heard this this said uh, based off of Second Corinthians five twenty one says, uh, "For God made Christ to never sin to be the offering for our sin, that we could be made right with God through Christ." Powerful scripture, like love of God. God made Christ who never sinned to be made an offering for our sin. So this guy was saying, interp he interpreted this scripture rather like this. God made Jesus sin. He treated him as if he had committed every sin ever committed by man, although having never committed one. Now he turns around and treats me as if I lived Jesus's life. It just like absolutely blew my mind because out of all the times we can dramatize and, you know, try to make up this, you know, oh, God loves you, you know. It's so true. It's, and, you know, we've said that so many times on this podcast. God loves you. This is why we serve. This, 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 in one word, it's love. And we just brush this over too many times even. That God loves us, He never fails, and He's always there. Case in point with that scripture. Yeah, and actually, um, I have a piggyback off of that. You know how you were saying, um, you have to lean on God. Yeah, that's leaning on God. That's just a major point because that brings me to um, it's in Matthew where Peter and the disciples are out on the boat. And where Jesus is calling out to them, says, come to me. And Peter gets out of the boat and he's walking on water. The storm is raging around him. The waves are going crazy and he's still walking to God. Oh, Jesus. And he starts going there. But whenever he started taking his eyes off of God and stopped leaning on him, then he started to sink. He started to notice the storm around him. He started to notice right. the waves and he started to go down. But he... Jesus always has his hand out still to you. It's always us who let go and go away from God, but God will always have his hand there, no matter what. It's like, once again, that love. He loves you unconditionally. Amen. Uh, Raphael, you had something? Hello, hello. Hello. So one of the thoughts that came to mind was um, we get numb to God's love. Yeah. So That's the word I was looking for. Dang. We get, we get so used to, of, oh, God loves you. Jesus, he died for you. 
on the cross, all the blood's right there. You're, you're forgiven. And we just, like, every day we're just like, okay, I know this, but we never truly like, grab it and understand and, like, chew on it and, uh, and truly see the bigger picture instead of just, oh, he loves me. And, and no, no, I would. Well, I was just gonna kind of say, like, and then ima- like imagine, you know, God's unconditional love for us, and then us kind of being like, yeah, I mean, do I have to pray today? You know, not being fully committed to God when He's there and He's an everlasting God with an everlasting love, and sometimes, you know, we just we tend to really, really like, eh. Yeah, okay, you know, and we sometimes I think for me sometimes I just sit down, man, God, you love me so much, and it's only in times like that that I really like, you know, I check myself, I take it for granted, and it's why again it's why we get saved because there's a purpose, there's a love, there's something you cannot find in this world in God. Even in other religions, there's something you cannot find in God. I mean, I've told this to a few people and I've witnessed to them, you know, Buddha never died for me. You know, Muhammad, there's no sacrifice. There's no love. You know, there's nothing that they did for me. It's always something I'm doing for them. It's always something I'm doing to please the people, the God, the the deity, whatever it is. It's always something I'm doing. And yet Christianity, it's something God has done for you. The purpose of Christianity is being Christ-like because he gave that life to us. You know, so so the, the, the difference in Christianity is that's the only one that's given to us. That's the only religion that something was given to us, something was sacrificed for us rather than us sacrificing. Or the God. Funny thing is, in the Bible, it speaks of there's no greater love than losing a life for somebody. Yeah. So that's that's definitely something to play a part in what you're saying. Yeah. You know, speaking out your behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyrie, yeah. Not a lot of people notice, like, actually pay attention to the gravity of Jesus's love, mm-hmm. like. He gave his only son. Like, that's all he has. His only son. His own flesh and blood. Well, that's not a really good term for that, but you know what I mean. No, yeah. Because, like, my dad, uh, he always says it in his sermon. He's like, if I had to do that, he said he couldn't do it. No matter who it was for, he's always like, no, I'd just let everybody just strike him down. He would never give up his own son for other people. But God just loves us just that much, just that much that he gave his son, the perfect being, which like, that's nothing. If you look at it, all the sons here on earth are not anywhere close to perfect. We are all broken, all shattered, but God's son was the only perfect being and God gave it up for us. And that's just how much he loves us. And not a lot of people see the gravity of that um and you know the number one in christianity is love right for me 
there are two other reasons why I choose to serve. You know, and this is this is me, and I mean, this is everybody too. We're all part of this together. Two, this stuff works. I've seen miracles before my eyes. I've seen bondages of of uh, addiction, of, of demon possess demon possession. I've seen those broken. You know, there's nothing that God can't do, and I am a personal witness to that. I've, you know, things that God has done in my life that I can testify. You know, I thought I was never, ever going to change. I thought there were things in my life that would, you know, that would always be the same. And I was tormented by that. And I'm here today to tell you that there's things that, that changed and absolutely, um, absolutely changed the course of my life because of that change. Uh, and number three, if I am promised to live in heaven with God Almighty and all my family members and all my friends, by simply serving God, you know, I'm willing to take that chance. I am willing to stick it out for the long run if that is the ultimate goal. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Preach it, brother. <laughs> We can pull an altar call right there. <laughs> you want to make that your home? Raise your hand. Let's go. <laughs> um, same thing, but I seen a video of this older gentleman. He he has a YouTube channel on YouTube. Oh, Never mind. Anyways, he has a YouTube he, channel on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, he, he 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 just sits there. We read this Bible. This Bible study with the camera. And all that he passed away a long time ago and number once he was just talking about why he believes in jesus and all that and i would he was just his thing was what if it's right point blank exactly. it's like let's say what if what the bible speaks of is right if it's wrong then so be it but i'm going to take my chances with this bible i'm going to take my chances with it if it says it's going to all these things are gonna happen. I'm gonna take my chances. There's a greater chance of making heaven your home and not going to hell. Then why would you take that chance of going to hell and all that? And what this Bible speaks of, it's so true. And this lives I experienced it. Why would you deny it and say, "Oh, it's not true," and take your chances of going the opposite direction? That really like it speaks to me personally because like. I see all these things happening. I see people's lives, like what Wyatt said, he's seen people get delivered and all that. Same thing for me. Why would I look at this when I'm crossing this up, when I'm going through it, I'm, I'm going through it all day. I'm looking at it and I want to walk away from God. I want to stop going to church. I want to completely step away from the fellowship and everything. I see so many people's lives fixed. So many people's completely futures changed and everything. Why would I want to step away? What the Bible says is true. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to follow it. Even if I'm going to be an outcast of this world, even if it's everything, I'm going to believe what it says. I'm going to take that chance of making my home. Yeah. Kyrie, do you have anything you want to add before we move on? Um, actually, I do want to add um, that, like you said, how you've seen so many people just completely changed it's 
it's just insane. Just before I got saved, just seeing the difference, I God saved me from so much that I should have went through. Um, I used to get in fights all the time and was not a very good kid. And I was going down a very, very bad path that I would not have been able to, I would probably been locked up and just being able to see through my own life, just God steering me towards his way and his path to where I'm not stuck in that place. Now I'm able to lead people, other people to God and see even more lives changed and just see just the joy and this camaraderie and family that is in God is just crazy. And I, it's a great thing. And even just like he said, um, just to be able to go to heaven and not go to hell, but also to experience the family that we have. That is another thing I would say to, that's why you, another reason to get saved. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we are going to be moving on into the next portion of our episode, and that is why are there tribulations in a Christian's life? So, you're saved, you understand why you want to get saved, and then stuff happens, you lose your job, you can't pay rent, your car breaks down, you have nowhere to go, and you're a Christian, you're serving God, going to church, faithful member, what do you do now? Why is this happening to me? And we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to be going through why this happens and the best reaction to it. Um, again, I'm going to have Kyrie uh, start us off. So um, a lot of it is, like we said in the beginning, we still have to live life like everybody else. We still go through life. Everyone goes through problems. That's just how life is. But then we also have the added, the devil hates God. And he doesn't want anybody getting close to him. And so the devil's going to send even more troubles your way to be able to take you off the road so that you are not going to be able to go with God. And he just, that's just, he just hates it. He just hates us being able to have somebody to love us having God's love and he hates us because we preach to even more people yeah, and bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's this quote by pastor Marty Carnegie, Carnegie, I think it's Carnegie. Don't quote me on that. Um, it says this, I'll tell you what confuses the devil when he hits you with every discouraging thing he's got and you keep living for God. When he tries his best lies, but you keep on trusting God. When he throws every temptation on you and you keep praying and waiting on God. That's what you do. There you go. Um, That's (laughs) the end of the episode. (laughs) No, but that's what you do. You stay faithful. You stay committed to God. Because not only are you proving to God, you know, this is, you know, this is for the long run, God. You know, I'm staying with you. But you're also showing the devil, this is what I got. You're not gonna you're not gonna get me to fall because of this. You're not gonna get me to backslide because of this. Because I'm not gonna backslide. You know, you'd you at the same time 
while you're telling God, this is, I'm, this is how faithful I want to be, this is how much I want to serve you, you're also telling the devil, hey, this is serious business, and you're not going to make me fall. Um, that uh, pulls me to um, the, so that we always talk about how we go through the fire, and that's the tribulations. Um, and this goes back to our first point, um, how God is always with us. That pulls, that's, uh, pulls me to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown in the fire, but since they didn't push God away and they stayed true and strong with God, he was there with them in the fire. They didn't feel it. It's, it was still there. It was still happening. It was still burning. It was still, but it didn't affect them mentally. And they were perfectly fine. And that's one. That's what we, like in our first point, we're going, um, just how we have that hope, how we have somebody to help us through. And that's just a really good illustration that I could think of for it. Yeah. Uh, Raphael? <clears throat> when you were in it, like saying all the, the topic was and all that, this was just one of my mind was basically, I can't think of the scripture and I'm not, I know, I feel like I'm throwing it wrong. But it's basically the Bible speaks of how it rains on someone bad and also someone's good. Or it could be someone's yeah. righteous or holy. I don't remember. That scripture just popped in, in my head. And it basically shows just it doesn't matter if you're saved or not. You're going to go through it. Yeah. We tend to make the thing we're going through more bigger because we're Christian. We're like, oh, I'm God's child. I shouldn't be going through this. Which, like, people who aren't saved go have flat tiles. People who aren't saved, they don't have, they lose their job. And we tend to look at it like, oh, it's the devil's fault. Or he's doing all these tricks. And sometimes we just do the, we put ourselves in those situations. And I'm not we trying still to make live. It, we still live in a fallen world. That's the thing right there. I'm not trying to make it, oh, it's our fault. We're doing all this crap wrong and we need to make sure we get our act good. No. The whole world is terrible. Point it blank. Just happens. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> We're just gonna sit there and say, "Oh, why God?" Or we're just gonna sit there. Okay, yeah. God, I'm going through it. You're gonna help me through it now. That's mm -hmm. the, the yeah. blessing right there of, of being a Christian. Because the same thought I had was, I didn't have a question. Why should we get saved? Is why should I go tell people about Jesus if they're gonna go through it as well? Because I was going through it, and I was like, why should I? tell people about Jesus. Why should I go and spread the word if they're going to have to go through the hard times? And the conclusion to it was, you're not going through the hard times alone. You have God on your yeah. side. You have the Almighty, the God of the, that created the whole universe is right by your side. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see just that there's another illustration I'm thinking of of that one sand when we're walking through the, the beach and in the beginning, you see two foot, um, footprints walking side by side of you and yeah. Jesus. And then after it was a hard time, you see only two footprints. And you think, it's footprints? Prints? Prints? Everybody, anyways, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> you see two of them. And you're like, why, God? Why did you leave me? And at the end of this illustration is Jesus like, no, I carried you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, exactly. So, that's definitely something we need to change that that, that look point of mentality and all that of 
Yeah. I'm going through it because I'm a Christian. They're going through it because you're a sinner. We're in a sinful world. Either way is we're going through it because everyone's going through it at the same yeah. time. Oh yeah. Another thing um, is you're talking about how the blessing. If we go back to Job, Job got everything taken from him. He was absolutely just destroyed and decimated. But God ended up giving him double of what he had. So not only do we go through trials, but we get blessed through those. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's through physical or mental. Like we get stronger mentally. We or um this was a really good point that my grandma told me is we get blessed with that experience. We have that yeah. experience that if somebody else goes through it, we can help them through it because we know how it was. We knew what was going on. So we can help them through that in a godly manner instead of a worldly one. Yeah. And um, oh, I, I got a second point. Of, I remember <laughs> seeing this on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. It's, it's funny, actually, talking about Joe's life. And just how the devil's like, oh, I'm gonna take everything else, but I'm gonna let you with your wife. <laughs> and, yeah. And we're not gonna say, oh, it's a woman's fault, but it's the, the mindset she had was we lost everything, cross God and die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to say, oh, you got to. <laughs> but what I'm trying to bring, <laughs> well, trying to bring up the mindset of what they're going through. Joe was was going through it. He lost everything and saved him with his wife. The whole mindset was, let's walk away from God. Let's push him away. It's God's fault that we, we lost all of all of our stuff. But, uh, because we can get into this mindset of what you mentioned earlier. It's because I'm a Christian that I'm going through this. So you see that the only point in ending or the only way to end the tribulation is to simply stop becoming a Christian. True. And then that's what happened to Job's wife. She said, well, the connection is, is God, right? So is either something wrong with us, the devil, or, uh, or God? So who does she say she is wrong? She says it's God. So then she thinks the disconnection between God and I is going to eventually help my situation. And and in many times, yeah, you know, there are times of tribulation. There are times when it's the devil working behind the scenes and God's allowing that to happen because what? He wanted to see what Job would do. He wanted to see what Job was going to do with it. And um, what you were saying, Kyrie, I mean, he had what? I, I mean... He had 140 years of age, and then he had, you know, double the amount of kids he had. He had, I think, to begin with, it's a little foggy. I mean, don't quote me, but I remember he had a lot of kids. I mean, in the Superbook, it was like 20. It was like a whole house of like 20 people. It was like write it down, people. write it down, make sure we get this on <laughs> against Wyatt. <laughs> but in the Superbook, it was like a house full of people, 20 adults, and they were all his kids, right? And then it says God gave him double the amount of kids. So now think mm -hmm. of like 40 people that now have this reference point that Job has given to them. Now Job can tell them, hey, there was a time when a 
things were rough. You know, you had 20 extra brothers and sisters and they all died. Um, I had 100 cattle, they all died. And this all happened in one day. But you know what? I stayed faithful to God and I made it through and I have double the amount of kids. I have, I, um, you know, I'm living long and in the favor of God. And there was almost a point when I gave up, but I didn't. And look what happened. So now these 40 kids tell all their kids and they tell their kids. And so it goes both ways, you know, with Ky what Kyrie was saying and what Raphael was saying. So actually, Job is a great reference to what we're saying right now. Uh, and it kind of connects everything. But um, one last point I wanted to make was uh, Psalm 35, Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So the point is this. Tribulations come. Tribulations are going to happen. It's inevitable. But the morning will always come. It's always going to be a morning. There's always going to be a point in which God will come in and help you. Uh, case in point, Jesus went through the desert for 40 days, fasted, and was tempted by the devil all before he was baptized and publicly made known as the Messiah. Yeah. So stick it through, guys. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Takes a while for my uh, closet to start running, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, that was my last point anyway. So I just, um, anything else you guys want to add before we uh, move on? No? Okay. All his homies were there with him. So that's another thing. Oh, that's another thing, bro. <laughs> That's a whole. That's a whole another episode. We're, we're just preaching off of a uh, uh, preach off Job for a quick second. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot you can pull from Job. Seriously, poor dude. Um, <laughs> Homie poor went guy. through it, brother. I feel bad. Yeah, well, he's probably enjoying his time in heaven right now, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, um, so we're going to um, move on to the power of your testimony so um, what this does living as a christian what does it do to other people and i'm going to have Kyrie start us off once again and uh, take it away so the power of your testimony um i was thinking about this and so most people whenever they do get saved they still do things that they would normally do when they're not saved and one of those things is that you gotta convert to where no matter where you are you always show something godly so for example if you're at like the store and if you act some way that be mean to someone or go against any of the workers or the cashiers then somebody will see that and what if in the future you're on like an outreach or something, you're trying to reach people, you knock on that door, and they open the door and they see you and they remember you from that time where you were being horrible, you were being a bad person. Mm. It's going to be just that much harder to turn them to God because all they remember is like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that because you're still mean still annoying and just 
trying to be godly. And a lot of that is prayer and hanging out with godly people and also just talking to God. That's one of the things that people don't, I don't think people really understand is God's there for you to talk to. And another thing, um, having a good testimony also just is good for daily life. Like, for example, I was just going to the doctor. And so we get there right right on time. Um, we come in and normally you check in. But they knew that we get there on time every single time. So they already had us checked in. That's one of those things, like, if you have a good testimony, there's nothing that could really go wrong. Like, there's not, nobody can say anything against you. There's there's nothing that could counteract what you say. And there's people that can actually back you up. Um, So you, it's a lot easier to get people to God whenever you do have a good testimony. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's funny, there's a, Kind of been this thought in my brain um, for a little bit. In manlyhood culture, when you greet someone, the handshake is everything. The handshake will will determine how the conversation's going to go. You know whether or not they see you as you know like okay, had a good handshake. You know I should you know this guy is a good guy. You know it tells a lot even in that simple act of holding someone's hand for like two seconds, right? It, it determines the course of the conversation and the relationship. You, you don't know how the person takes it. You just try your best to make it your best handshake, you know? And then from that point on, you know, the whole interaction is going to be different on whether or not, on how, and the way you gave your handshake to them. So it's in your hands, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Nice. I was, I, was writing, I was writing my notes and I was like, oh, that'd be hilarious if I said that. Um, uh, Raphael, were you going to say something? Um, yeah. Speaking of having a good testimony, it reminds me of how we had a outreach in uh, San Francisco and uh, <laughs> and uh, this was when um, Pastor Sanchez just barely moved into San Francisco and all that and he called like maybe like two or three other churches from besides us Stockton and I remember us so the park we went to a park at the end of the day it was the lowest park I don't know if anyone knows that park it's huge and there's like over a thousand maybe even more than that people there probably a hundred thousand maybe maybe less i don't know i'm not like the numbers and literally you couldn't see the grass there's like people everywhere that's what i like i kind of make the picture and we took the we went to the highest point of the, the park and we started street preaching wow <laughs> and uh after a while, some of the people got angry at us. They were like the people in the LGBT community and all that. Right. You could just tell what they're dressing, how they reacted and all. And so they got 
ticked off at us, they started charging us and ripping out the cords for the speaker and the, all the systems and all that, breaking us uh, uh, one of those cords to the speaker. And Jeez, that's what happens when you live in San Francisco. Yeah, don't yeah, move yeah, to yeah. Cali. Don't move to Cali. <laughs> no, don't tell them. No, don't tell them that. We need more pastors here. Don't I listen to them. No, we need <laughs> more people. To okay. Don't okay. listen to them. Okay. We need okay, more people you know in Northern California. We need people to okay. reach those people. Okay, okay, okay. Asterisk, unless you're called by God to go to California. Okay, okay. okay. That, that's better. <laughs> Either way. Anyway, Raphael, continue. <laughs> Come to Cali. We're, we're welcome you. We'll make you guys some food. Anyways. Oh, yeah, the tacos, bro. That's one of the... Uh, anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just went randomly. <laughs> just talking about tacos now. <laughs> but the point was... Uh, we re reacted kindly to them. We weren't trying to, like, push them off or fight them or whatever. Even though we're holding back. Um, I was personally, to be honest... Yeah. This is my first time ever going to outreach, and someone's trying to destroy our stuff. So I was like, what the heck's happening? Do I, Pastor, do I fight him? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, and afterwards, when they got done, we're like, okay, we we, we, we shut everything down. We'll, we'll leave. After um, some people that were watching, they came to us, and we're like, this is the first time I've ever seen Christians react like this. First wow. time seeing, seeing people, like, they're like saying, oh, they were, they were in the wrong. Not you guys. You guys were doing good. And all that, and we had a chance to, to witness her, to those people, to give them wow. the gospel. I don't know if they got saved because I was somewhere else witnessing someone, someone yeah. else well. And uh, it, it it shows that testimony doesn't mean it's this necessarily mean like a, a past testimony. Even your actions now could uh, affect other people. So don't get scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. That, that reminds me of our church. Um, a lot of people do come and know about our church because we don't treat them any differently, no matter what they are. Um, they may be gay, lesbian, all this different stuff, trans, if they're homeless. We pull them in and treat them like, guess what? People. Because they still are people. And right. if you're going to be treating them different than how you treat everybody else, how are you going to pull them to God? How are those people going to get saved? Because all they're going to see are these religious people that are pushing them away and treating them like they aren't humans. And they're just going to, then they're really going to put off God. They're really not going to want to get changed. Whereas if you come in with open arms and still love them like they are people, because they still are, no, no matter what they're going through, then it's just going to be that much easier to pull them into God. Right. It's just the fact about it. Yeah, and um, a Christian is a Christ-like person. That is the definition of a Christian. Look it up. You are Christ-like. So in everything you do, you edify Christ. You know, what would Jesus do? You know, but at the same time, in all seriousness, Galatians 6, 7, you always harvest what you plant. Everything you do, that plants a seed. Whether it's in someone's life, whether it's in, it's in the, the crowd of thousands. 
you plant that seed and then that seed will always come into fruition so whether or not you leave with a good testimony of being kind and turning the other cheek and showing the love of god or whether or not you leave with the testimony of you know they were wrong they you know they shut us down you know that's our rights you know that will always come into fruition and that will always almost always in some shape or form come back into your life in some way whether it comes to bite you in the butt or it comes as a good harvest um you may be the only bible that people read you know you act like jesus is and that's how people are going to define christianity by your actions that's they're going to see you okay so uh, that's what a christian acts like okay curious interesting okay so that's christianity nah yeah maybe not or is it going to be like wow that man has truly changed his life i remember him he was a gangster he was a druggie he was absolutely had no hope in life and yet here he is with a beautiful family kids an amazing job and this hope that i can't i can't really define and he's a christian okay hmm christianity that's interesting you know two completely different stories that are simply changed by how you act and how you conduct yourself as a christian um i'm going to end off with this one quote you know he amir safari he says when you're a christian loved by the world you are doing something wrong Ooh. so one thing that i was going to add is the joy um actually most of the time that people ask me and i get to end up talking about god is they're like Kyrie, i notice why are you always so happy all the time like <laughs> your aunt just passed away like why are you so happy or your grandma is like oh I, I got they were safe i'm gonna see him again i don't have to cry i don't have to be hurt Plus, i have god i'm happy um maybe going through some crap but i have somebody to lean on i have somebody that i could put that burden on and so always run around with a smile on my face and that always ends up with people like i want that you know i want to be happy all the time because a lot of people are like they just always so sad and it's kind of hard disheartening but they're like i want yeah. that joy that's that that's that light that god says that we need to pass around and so yeah that's all i got all right you guys that's gonna do it for us thank you for joining us on this episode make sure you guys follow us on instagram spotify give us a good rating follow us on youtube subscribe like share um episodes come out every saturday 8 a.m pst make sure you check out our merch i don't have any on uh, Raphael does Raphael does i got a green one it's pretty uh, oh, i don't wow. like it because it's small a little thing that's, right that's, here. A whole thing. that's a whole nother thing i got a little thing right here i don't know what this is called what is this called why do you know the the shirt yeah the name for oh it's right? called um i think it's called Matt. Kind of a lame name, but it's just called Map. Light it up, Map T-shirt. Yeah, you should get that. It's nice. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> check out our merch. 
Uh, thank you, Kyrie, for coming on. It's been amazing. Make sure you guys tune in every week for more content. Ice cold. Cold. So we've already uh, talked about all this and talked about the family. We talked about your testimony, why you should get saved. And if you want to have the joy that you have, if you want to have that person to lean on, person that loves you unconditionally, which he still does even if you aren't saved, but if you want that hand that is there, if you want to reach out, if you want to grab that hand, and if you want to get saved, I'm just going to lead you in a small, real quick prayer. Um, just follow after me. Um, and the prayer is, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the third, that you died and rose again on the third day. I confess of my sins, and I believe that you can pull me through. I lay all my sins and burdens down to you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All I got to say is welcome to the family. Um, if you are just watching this on YouTube, I would definitely recommend finding a pastor or someone to talk to because it is a lot more helpful whenever you have somebody to talk to. If you have questions or if you need somebody to talk to other than God, but of course, God will always be there for you. And he will always help you through. That's all I got. All right. Three. Thank you. Three. <laughs> Something you want to say? You're on mute. You. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, I, I, like, no I, I should probably. <laughs> I should probably tell him before he starts getting on a roll. Yeah. We, don't, oh. we, we should have just been like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, we were getting water, and Black Platoon was um, Fifth Platoon was practicing mirrors, and they came to get water. And out of courtesy, you know, you let the girls go first. You know, you might as well let the platoon know, right? So here's what I say: I say, uh, Second Platoon, make sure you let the black ladies go first. <laughs> Oh, you're so racist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs>